Welcome to Cinemaholics, a haunted movie review podcast broadcasting from the creepiest place in the world, Pennsylvania. I am your ghost, <laughs> I mean host, John Carpenter Negroni, and joining me from the depths of all film criticism is Thrill Slashton. See, you had a chance to do Transylvania with the Pennsylvania thing, and then you just went with Pennsylvania. Like I said, creepiest place in the world. <laughs> And we have a special treat for dinner. I mean, guest for the podcast. From Los Demons, California, he is the Muppet Master himself, Matt Scarafini. Hello, hello, hello. It's a pleasure to be here, fellas. I know that was supposed to be Dracula, but he sounded just like an Italian for some reason. <laughs> Well, you've been no, watching no. a lot of Sopranos. Yeah, I was going to say, Mar- Mario's not Italian anymore. <laughs> that's He's true. It's just normal. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what? I should have done a Chris Pratt impression. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Chris <laughs> Pratt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're talking about Muppets Haunted Mansion, our first Muppets thing on Cinemaholics, actually. It is a... Technically, it's a television special. It's not a Muppets movie. We haven't gotten a Muppets movie since 2014, and that's bad news for Matt Serafini, our special guest. Matt... Mm. Welcome back to Cinemaholics. We had to bring in a ringer, somebody who knows, you know, they, they know they're Muppets. You pull the strings. Um, t- tell the listeners about that because they probably aren't even aware of how obsessed you are with the Muppets in an unhealthy way. Yeah, I didn't realize it until you started mentioning it, but I guess this is the first like Muppet scripted Muppet thing that has come out since you guys started this podcast, which is kind of insane. Yeah, they've had um, plenty of series, just not, you know, yeah. like a special or even like a film, right? Yeah, well, there was, I mean, the last two Muppet things that came out were Muppets Now, which was the unscripted Disney Plus show, and then before that, there was the 2015 um, sitcom on ABC, which is not as bad as people said it was. There's also Muppet Babies, Muppet Babies, which is still on Disney Junior to this day. Yeah, that's true. I I didn't kind of count that because I feel like that's more of a spinoff of the main franchise, but that's my, that, that should, that should give you an idea of how seriously I take the Muppets that I consider Muppet Babies separate. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I know you, I don't want to sound like a Muppets purist over here, right? <laughs> but yeah. So what's your, what's your love from, what is your love of Muppets about? Is it an innocent thing or is there something I need to know about? No, there's nothing. you need. It's, it's innocent. It's totally innocent. Um, I, I mean, it's, it shouldn't be a surprise if, if the listeners know who I am. Uh, I'm the guy who loves Spider-Man and the guy who loves Lego and the guy who loves animated movies. Of course, I'm also into the Muppets. Oh, Spongebob. That's the other one I forgot to mention. Sponge- we had you for Spongebob. And I think <laughs> yes. the only like Muppet slash puppet thing we've had you on was for the uh, Happy that time. R-rated one. Happy Time Murders. <laughs> That's the, right. Yeah, yeah. The Cinemaholics episode from hell. <laughs> Which, incidentally, Brian Henson has a small cameo in the Muppets Haunted Mansion. Um, okay. But yes, uh, the, <laughs> the Muppets, uh, I, 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 it goes back roughly 10 years. It was around the time that the Jason Siegel movie was announced that I had I decided, you know, I saw a couple Muppet things when I was a kid and I really liked all of those things. So I want to dive deeper into this. And so I remember that was back when Netflix was DVDs. And so I rented the first couple seasons of The Muppet Show on DVD disc by disc and watched through it. And now today you can, you don't even have to like do that. You I know. Just watch <laughs> it's, it all on Disney Plus. It's just all on Disney Plus. Well, that was actually I finally got to watch seasons four and five on Disney Plus. I had hadn't seen them because they weren't available anywhere. And I'm happy to report that seasons four and five are like two of the best seasons of the show. You heard it here first, most likely. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, over the past ten years, I guess I've just sort of reaffirmed my love for the Muppets. Um, you know, I used to have a bunch of Muppet T-shirts and. Uh, I used to, you got rid of them. What happened? I, I turned them into a quilt. Oh, that's actually sounds pretty cool. It's nice. Yeah. I I got rid of about 30 t-shirts and turned them into a quilt. I think, Um, uh, I think you're avoiding one of the bigger things about your Muppets obsession, which is that you have your own Muppet (laughs) in your own personal collection. (laughs) What? All right. Matt's taking a sip because he's, he's not ready to face the music. (laughs) 
No, I have I have a Muppet of myself. I mean, it's not like a custom one or anything. It's it's well, it's kind of custom. I just uh, love the way. Sorry, I just love the tone of how. You, okay, yes, I have the rumors are true. I have a Muppet of myself. <laughs> like it's just so flippant. Would you like to meet him? <laughs> is is he in the room with you right now, man? He's in, he's in my closet. I can grab him. He's right behind. I like me. the John Din, like a James Lipton sort of way. It's like, can we meet the Muppet? <laughs> Like it's therapy or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I it's it's at FAO Schwartz, uh, which I don't think exists in New York anymore. Or it might be like a brand now. Um, they used to I've have been to a, it in New York. But yeah, I don't know. If, yeah, I think it's still a thing. I've been inside. Uh, yeah, I believe I believe the store still exists, but I don't believe that the Muppet Whatnot workshop still exists. Oh, I don't which think was so. Yeah. A place where you could go and pay a, around a hundred dollars. Uh, to design a Muppet and buy it. And so uh, when I was in high school, I went there on a New York trip and I bought a Muppet of myself and I've made a couple videos with him. They're on my YouTube channel. Yeah. You have a YouTube channel? Well, it's like there's like eight videos and they're scattered from the past like 13 years. But yes, I do have a YouTube channel. All right. Sneak plug there. Yeah, Will Will's in a couple of those videos. If you're looking for uh, some funny laughs, he, and he, and I think Will, did you help with two and three of the why I really love the Muppet videos? Yeah, I helped. Um, I know I'm in at least one prominently, and then uh, I helped put together in terms not like cinematography or anything, but I, I helped in terms of like suggestions. Oh, well, you're thinking and- of. You're thinking of I feel a song coming on. That's no, no, no. no. From, I'm talking uh, like the one we filmed oh, no? in your basement or your parents' basement. Well, how are you in it prominently? Well, I mean, uh, another friend of ours and myself were like supporting roles in it, if I'm not mistaken. I think you oh, you're thinking you're thinking of something else, I think. Okay. The why I really love the Muppet videos are just me and the Muppet. Okay. I don't know. I thought I thought like the last one, um like it was like like your like kind of therapeutic one where you like had us like do an intervention thing for you, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but you guys, you and Dan were helpful as stand-ins for the other versions of me. Oh, that's the, right. That's right. Okay. I hope you cut this, John, because this is not going to make not, any sense. Because what I'm imagining right now is like it's this, it's like Sesame Street, but it's like Matt's yeah. Muppet and like Will Ashton, you know, trying to like do his ABCs guess, or something. I remember doing at least for like a shot or two some like puppeteering. You did, you did, but again, it was because I was also on camera. Oh, right. Matt's going to get the Muppet. Here we go. It's happening. This is happening. I want to see it. <laughs> what's what's the Muppet's name, Matt? It's Matt. You know, it's it's just it's just it's just Matt. It's just me. It's just me as a puppet. He doesn't have a mustache. I have a mustache now, so he's a little out of date. Yeah, but, yeah. You know. He's the old model. Matt, yeah. should, did I ever tell you that I I did puppets like weekly for kids for like eight years? No, I don't think you have. Yeah, yeah, you That's know me, church awesome. boy. I did, I did yeah. puppets every Sunday for many years, nice. and uh, I loved doing puppets. I loved all the little tricks. I would like write little scripts, you know. Oh, um, yeah. I'd come up with like I'd make little characters. I kind of miss it, like seeing you hold that puppet in your arms. It's like awakening something <laughs> in me. I don't know. <laughs> puppets are fun. It's you yeah, know, you're making your hand talk. It's it's simple. The original form of entertainment, right? Yeah, I don't know if that's exactly. what we'll describe. Muppet's Haunted Mansion, though, because this is a very <laughs> modern thing, right? Uh, it's kind of weird, too, how it's like a combat. Like, it's weird to me still seeing Muppets, like, in all of their vintage, you know, charm kind of wrapped yeah. up in a very, like, modern sense of humor kind of special. It's on Disney+. Plus, So even the way you're watching it is not the way that I would have consumed a Muppets property any time in recent history. Like for me, like the last thing I saw that was Muppets was Muppets Most Wanted movie theater. I, mm-hmm. I had a big old box of popcorn, right? Box. Of course. And I don't know. It's something about watching Muppets on a streaming service. I still feel kind of weird about it. Uh, well, what's your what's your Muppets baggage? You know, like I again, we haven't talked about any Muppets things really on the show. Even the Happy Time Murders. I wasn't on that episode. I was still traumatized after watching it with Maverick Hines. Yeah, I remember you had a fairly a fairly eventful screening of that film for reasons I I don't know if we've talked about in full on the podcast, but um, 
And I don't know if we ever will. I've talked about it in full with my therapist. Sure. Uh, that, yeah. Matt's Muppet. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so my history at the Muppets, uh, I remember fairly vividly that one of the first uh, theater going experiences I had was seeing Muppets from Space. At least one of the ones I was fairly yeah, yeah. cognitive of. So I always have some nostalgia for that film. I know it's considered a lesser Muppets film, but I... It is. It's probably the worst one, in my opinion. But did you you saw any of the ones before, like on home video or anything? Or? Well, that's what I was going to say, is that okay. um, following that film, I, I grew a appreciation and fixation on the Muppets, at least uh, to a mild extent, not to the same, uh, extent that Matt had, but, um, I grew to really love the Muppets movie, which I have since seen several times and the other subsequent Muppet films I have watched, uh, maybe not as much, but I certainly have, uh, a soft spot for all those films. Uh, the only Muppets film that I can say quite definitively, I do not enjoy is and have not finished i don't think is uh muppets wizard of oz which i believe is from the same director not a film it's a tv film right well whatever you want to call it it's not good and uh it's <laughs> okay. uh I, I i think it's uh you owe an apology to muppets from space if you consider that the the the, the nadir of the uh, muppets film history because muppets from space i think well, is a I got to defend John, though. Muppets Wizard of Oz is not a film. It's a TV special. Sure. It's, but it's, it's 90 minutes, right? It's like it's like uh, a full production. Is it 90? I'm looking I'm looking up the runtime. Go, keep I think talking. it's a TV film. It's, I don't think it's one of the TV specials, but it's confusing because the t- there are two TV films that the Muppets did. Um, Muppets Wizard of Oz. And it's a very, very merry Muppets Christmas Something, it's, it's, I think that's how you say it. Those came out early 2000s. Yeah. Same director Very, as Muppet Muppet's Christmas Haunted Mansion. Movie. Yeah. Um, Muppet's Haunted Mansion, all three of these are directed by Kirk R. Thatcher, but yeah. Haunted Mansion is considered a TV special because right. it's only 49 minutes. Yeah, no, that one's a, yeah. I consider this one a special. I consider Muppet's Wizard of Oz a film, a TV film, but a film. Yes. It is a TV film. Yeah, it's, um, it's, I looked up, it is 72 minutes, so I will, I will concede that. I got to make one correction. Still, uh, I actually haven't seen all of Muppets Treasure Island, but I think that's the only one I haven't seen in full. That's a good one. Yeah, I've heard yeah, it makes sense. But I must confess and like lay all my cards on the table. I haven't seen Muppets uh, Treasure Island. Mm. I saw it like when I was very, very young, but I don't really. I've seen the opening it, of it. I saw it several yeah. times as a kid. Well, I saw it in kindergarten. I even had like the uh, the Kermit little like fake tattoo mm. where oh, he's nice. uh, whoever. I don't forget which character he is in that too. But yeah, it was like a good movie. But for me, the like quintessential Muppet movie that made me love the Muppets was the Muppet Christmas Carol. That was my introduction to the Christmas Carol. Because, you know, when I was watching that as a kid, I was like, Charles, who? Yeah. In terms of Dickens. It's the best adaptation I am. I was going to say, unironically, that might be the best film adaptation of the Muppets. Like people kind of say that. Of Christmas Carol, you mean? Of the Christmas Carol, yeah. Some people say that sort of satirotically, but I think it might honestly be the best one. It's really good. Yeah. It's really good. I didn't watch any of the original Muppet movies until later. I think um, because I loved Chris, the uh, Christmas one so much, the Christmas Carol, I remember like when I was getting a little bit older, I was like, you know, elementary school. I remember getting into some of the actual like direct-to-video releases that they would put out. Um, I think it was Muppet Classic Theater where they did like I had the VHS right where they were like doing classic stories. Like I remember King Midas, you know, Kermit was like doing the King Midas thing, and it was it was sad. And then they had the Rumpelstiltskin thing, and as a kid, I was just like, I love these stories, but with Muppets, it's even better. And then after that, I was they had like all these. Uh, like, you remember how VHSs used to have, like, commercials? They used to have, like, trailers for other things. They had trailers and commercials in those things for, like, the original Muppets movie. It's like, hey, kid, Negroni, you ever heard of the Muppet movie? And I'm just like, no, what is it? And then that's how it all snowballed from there. I started watching those things. So Muppets rule. That's all I'm saying. Yes, they do. And and people who, like, it, there's nothing that bugs me more in regards to the Muppets than people who act as if they're like just for kids or if it's like a franchise that specifically it's like the it, the Muppets are like not only are they for all ages but Jim Henson like when he created the Muppet show in the 70s his like primary goal was to disassociate himself from Sesame Street 
because he didn't want to be shoehorned in as like the kids guy. And like the show is like made for adults originally, but it's just kid friendly. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the show was like a primetime series. It wasn't like a morning yes. series like Sesame Street. So it was intended mm-hmm. for a broad audience, um, maybe not strictly adults, but certainly uh, yeah. most all ages. a lot of the jokes were aimed for adults or had, you know, double mm-hmm. entendres or what have you. So, yeah. They're clever. They're clever properties. Uh, I, I wanted to plug real quick. I almost forgot the name of it, so I looked it up. But Street Gang, how we got to Sesame Street, is mm-hmm. that Sesame Street documentary that kind of gets into what you're talking about, man. So recommend that if you're curious about the history of Muppets, Jim Henson, Sesame Street, how a lot of that stuff intertwined. I'll admit, you know, when I was watching that doc, I didn't realize a lot of like the uh, the small details that went into the connections between Sesame Street and the Muppets, obviously, like people have seen like the memes and everything. They've seen like Kermit doing Sesame Street stuff in like the you know late seventies or whatever. But yeah, definitely that's worth checking out. I- I'll say in-, in terms of like uh, Muppets things, and we we can move on from there. Um, I-, I always really liked that the Muppets continue to sort of like stay the same, but like adapt to like different eras and everything. Some eras were better than others. I think like the early two thousands was kind of, it was like a rough time for Muppets. I I, think not a lot of really great stuff came back or came with it, but then, uh, man, that Muppets movie in 2011, it's not amazing. Like that's the James Bobbin one. Right. But I really dug it. Yeah. Like, I, I think like it just really good story. Jason Siegel really understood the characters. And yeah. I, I, I will admit, and maybe Matt, you can talk about this. The Disney thing always kind of worried me a bit with the Muppet stuff. Yes. Mm. Right. Yes. Like, what do you what do you think of that? I, I'm kind of half and half on it. Well, uh, dis- since the Muppets were bought by Disney, the amount of good Muppet things that we've got have been like pretty few and far between. Um, but I would actually go as far as to say that the Jason Siegel movie is great. Um, and that it is amazing, but that's cause it's one of my faves, but, um, it, I don't know. Yeah. Disney purchasing the Muppets. I, the biggest problem that I have with it is that like, I don't think they give it as a franchise, the same respect that they give to their franchises from Pixar and from Marvel studios and Lucasfilms because these are all properties and like, I don't know, fr- like franchises that like don't have to be Disney's blank specifically. I mean, the Pixar less so they usually say Disney Pixar, but um, Marvel, it's not like we see the Disney logo before Marvel movies. It's just the Marvel logo and that's enough. And I like don't understand why they Disney feels this need to associate the Muppets with Disney. And I actually think that that is a big reason that people like to think that the Muppets are a kid's property because of the Disney moniker. These yeah, are my Muppet hot fair. takes. You guys, yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, certainly with Disney, because they're so IP hungry, I feel like after Muppets Most Wanted and because it underperformed, at least financially, mm-hmm. I think critically it did pretty well. But um, financially, yes. because it underperformed, it's like, all right, in the vault for four years. And it's just like, no, 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 we like, yep. we like it. I mean, I think it was actually like two years or something like that. Uh, it was the I think it was the combination of Muppets Most Wanted underperforming and then the TV show the following year. Right. Yeah. Being poorly received by critics that they like were like, well, they put it away. They just keep getting cold feet and then they seem like unsure of like, well, what do we do with this thing? Like we have it. We don't want to lose it. But it's like, well, what do we do with it? Do we do, we do a show? Do we do like a, a web series? Do we do a Halloween special? Do we do another movie? And it just seems like they're, they're so desperate to make it work under their terms that the the property itself can't really thrive fully. And I don't think that's to say that everything we've gotten from Disney is bad. Actually, I think most of it has been decent to pretty good. Uh, if not even, like you said, good to great. But um, yeah, it just seems like they just don't really know or even really care what they do with it. There's kind of just like, we'll do something every few years to retain the rights and keep it active, but they don't really seem to have much interest, notice, or care as far as what becomes of the franchise. I find that more distressing than what the quality of these products would be. I think, I mean, look, they're in a situation that, in my opinion, has an easy answer. They just need a fresh voice. 
I mean, no, of course this stuff is feeling stale. Of course it's feeling like they don't know what they want to do. They're trying to make that decision, bring in some really great directors and visionaries and writers and have them come up with some cool stuff that they'll sign off on whatever is the most promising. But maybe, yeah, it's a matter of, they probably have really fresh ideas. They probably have really interesting ideas coming to them from smart and talented people. It's just, they're choosing to like green light the safest stuff imaginable. That said, this Muppets Haunted Mansion thing, I actually do think is a very interesting, and we should pivot into that uh, since we are supposed to be talking about that. Uh, I think it's an interesting proposition. Take the Muppets through Disney stuff, you know, in general. And I even put out some feelers on like the, the Twitter.com website of like, hey, you know, like if they're going to do Muppets Haunted Mansion, which is an obvious like, what if the Muppets were on the Haunted Mansion ride in Disneyland? And it's just like a, a charming kind of faithful homage to that. It's not fancy. It's not in your face about it. It's just sort of like a simple, humble thing. It's it's the definition of a TV special in many ways. That's kind of, I mean, for me as a fan of Muppets and a fa- fan of like the Disney parks and the Haunted Mansion, I was, you know, I was enjoying it. I was just like, I like both of these things. And, you know, there's funny puns or some self-aware jokes. I didn't feel like I watched this and got anything out of it beyond bare amusement. And, you know, I was happy to see my friend Gonzo having a fun time with Pepe. Uh, Pepe, who is probably my least favorite Muppet, but I liked him a little bit more after this. Job done. Mission accomplished. I don't know. But, uh, Will, I mean, the Haunted Mansion. We got a Haunted Mansion movie with Eddie Murphy. and Is that what this is a riff on? poorly received no it's not okay, I didn't it's think a so. riff on the ride that's why which i met i messaged matt about this was like oh great matt uh we got we got will kind of elbowing his way into this conversation about the muppets haunted mansion well, i just never, wanted to make never sure never even been you've right. never even been to the haunted mansion in disneyland so how did how did this come over to you well i mean i just want to make sure it wasn't a riff on the movie because for one the movie's almost 20 years old and i don't think i've seen it in 18 years so i i don't remember it particularly well and i didn't know if there were any like callbacks or anything to that. I assume not, but just on the off chance that nah. both, both the movie and this special are based on the same ride, but right. that is like, that's as close. Like it's like alternate universes, right? There's nothing in the haunted mansion movie. That's yeah. like, Oh, it's its own creation that was separate from the ride that this movie is borrowing from. And there's anything that this resembles haunted mansion, in the movie, it's something that haunted mansion was taking from the ride. If that yeah. Makes sense. But I think, I mean, both the movie and the special are very loosely, from what I can tell, inspired by the ride. Because the ride doesn't have, like, a plot or anything. It's just like, ooh, it's a spooky mansion thing. And, like, you know, you go around and, like, the head's moving all that stuff. And, like, Listen to the, this yeah. guy talking like he's ridden the haunted mansion. Yeah, yeah. John. How many you times have you been guy? on? There's it, no story to the haunted mansion. <laughs> Is there a story to it? It's a tour. It's You're the bride. taking a tour yeah. through a haunted mansion. <laughs> yeah, and it's a tour, it's scary. Right? Okay. I would say the haunted mansion from 2005. That movie probably is like 30% the 2003. ride. 2003, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Um Muppet's Haunted Mansion is like 85% about the yeah. ride. <laughs> like to yeah, the point Yeah, it's like where, in order like, and you're everything. going through the actual ride in this movie. <laughs> right. But in Sattler special, Waldorf but through a special. I don't know if this is a spoiler, but I, I think it's in the trailer. Statler and Waldorf's box is the doom buggy from yeah, the Haunted right. Mansion ride. It they even breaks down, yeah, it and breaks it's down. the same yeah, like, audio <laughs> from on, yeah, the ride, which it always breaks down in that part. Like I've been yes. on the Haunted Mansion ride a few times, and like every time it breaks down, like when you're overlooking the... Uh, the like Three weeks ago area. today, I was there in that part, and it broke down. I know, so. Matt. I was right oh. behind you. Hmm. <laughs> Were you one of the shooters? <laughs> The, on the duel. <laughs> <laughs> I, was following, I was following you around, Matt. Ah, ah. But no, I, Muppets Haunted Mansion, you wait, you wait in line, Will Ashton. Let me set the scene for you. You wait in line for an hour and a half for a two-minute ride yeah. with lots of gags. You already know the punchlines, too, because you've been on the ride before, and you do it, and you love it. That is what it's like. And that's what it's like watching Muppets Haunted Mansion. It's like going on the ride again. I loved it. But with Muppets. True. What did you think, Matt? Did you like the Muppets Haunted Mansion? I so I want to touch upon what you said about it being a special and it actually being like a nice format because I was very very trepidatious about this project because I mean now that we only get Disney Muppet stuff like once every couple of years I have to like I'm like is this one going to be good you know I've been hurt I've been hurt before <laughs> but uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of stakes it's like if it's not good yes, we're in trouble right. we're not going to get exactly Muppets for a if it's not good we're not getting anything else yeah so. 
um, or if it doesn't do well, more specifically, they don't really care wh- whether it's good or not as Muppets Most Wanted shows. Um, but uh, I was really nervous about the special, but I was actually surprised to find that a TV special is actually a pretty good venue for the Muppets. I mean, maybe I'm just desperate for any content, but I thought it was a nice way to like feature a whole bunch of characters, a whole bunch of favorites, uh, give us a nice little journey. It's easy to like get people to watch it. <laughs> Because it's an easy sell. It's, Very accessible. You know, instead, of, instead of like, uh, oh, hey, you know, it's a 10 episode season. It's like, oh, no, it's literally just 40 minutes long. You should watch it. It's pretty good. Um, and they're selling it with the cameos, right? Like the normal Muppets thing. It's like John Stamos is the billboard of this. But you also get so many other cameos. I was really worried because for like weeks, the Muppet Twitter account has been like, look at this celebrity that's in the movie. And I was like, is this thing just going to be a parade of celebrities that the Muppets are kind of featured in? But I was very, very pleased to be wrong. Yeah, they're all background characters except for Taraji P. Henson, who's like an actual like, well, Mm -hmm. Taraji P. Henson and Will Arnett are like the only two characters who show up in like more than like one or two scenes. Darren Chris gets a song. He gets a um, song, but he, he's and that's it, though. It's like, Darren Chris, it. hey, yeah. hey, here you go. You have to sing because it's, you know, it's in your contract. Have you heard his voice? Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And then that's it. <laughs> yeah, but I was I was pleasantly surprised to really enjoy this special. I've actually watched it twice uh, before this recording. So, wow, that's dedication. That was that was partly because I wanted to the first time I watched it, it was on a Zoom call and I wanted to make sure I got to like actually watch it and not miss anything but still did you guys know this is one of ed asner's final like like things that he ever did before yeah well i assumed as much because yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) they dedicated it to him too which was nice they did yeah yeah. i didn't know he was in it going in so i was i found that to be uh um, emotional oh, a little bit not like emotional, i'm sure yeah it was just like <laughs> when i was a like a little bit stirring um, it's yeah. he appears as a ghost I mean, right it was <laughs> I, I didn't want to like say that but right. that's kind of what i was like getting it's in at. the trailer like, but hey. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah uh we didn't really get into the story of this and i obviously i want to know right. real things about the special in general but the, i mean the story is like very basic we already kind of mentioned it's like you're going on a tour of the haunted mansion but through the perspective of gonzo and pepe so gonzo and pepe have it's, it's halloween and instead of going to like the big halloween party there's a big fuss you know and, and i actually i thought it was really fun like we get you know they're on facetime or whatever and again like yeah. i was saying before it's like that sort of like modern <laughs> flair of it is like that's muppets you know like doing their own spin on it but like kermit you see kermit and miss piggy and then you see chef and like they're all just kind of like they're all chef. having fun at this hot annual halloween party <laughs> chef uh, you, you, you what, what kind of name yeah like, i was gonna What's bring up sweetest chef what swedish yeah, chef chef yeah, I, I just said chef. I mean, it's she's she's okay, the chef. John Favreau. Swedish chef. He's Sorry. the Swedish chef. Yeah, Swedish chef. Okay, I for okay. All right. Yeah, Muppets but no, nerds. I mean, uh, one of my favorite moments <laughs> in the special is Swedish chef just coming out uh, and with the chainsaw just running around. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. What was he? Was he getting the apple or well, I forget trying what to get that. some pumpkin? A pumpkin. Pumpkin. That's pumpkin. 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 Yeah. pumpkin. Yeah. Yeah. But they're having fun at this Halloween party. I actually had a thought. I was like, man, I kind of want to can we stay on that Halloween party for like a minute? Can we come back to it later? And we don't. And I was like, ah, oh, dang, that was kind of, now that said, we do get Kermit, Miss Piggy, Fonzie. Like we get all the, like the main characters, like they all get like little bits here and there. Right. Um, I think, uh, beep, beep. What's his name? I forget that Muppet's name. The, uh, Beaker. Beaker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those two guys, they, they get like a quick thing. They're, they're probably like some of the funnier ones to me yeah. in terms of like, but I always love them in like the different Fonson Muppets and things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like that's that, but like Gonzo and Pepe are like, we're going to this on the mansion and it's, it's actually haunted and they have to survive, you know, yeah. and face their fears. Like there's not much to it. Will Arnett is their ghost host and he's just sort of like, ah, if you can survive one night and it really is just like, you're going through the ride. They're just going to like the different rooms. Gonzo has to face his fears on certain things. There's not much to it. Pepe just wants to go to the famous people's rooms. It's hilarious. Will though, I mean, I, you know, I, I'm sure you have some sharp, critical knives and daggers to throw at this thing. Uh, so how about it? I don't know if I do. I mean, I didn't really have any big expectations going into this. Though I was sort of amused uh, when I found out about it. That's like, all right, we need to revive the Muppets. We need to keep it going. We got to keep it popular for a new, young generation <laughs> of 
uh, you know, film and TV lovers. What two Muppets are we going to get? Gonzo and Pepe, everyone's favorite Muppets. Uh, I like well, Gonzo, Gonzo is becoming know, a favorite Gonzo because like a lot. Gonzo was in the news or, you know, earlier this year because Muppets Babies kind yeah. of like had this whole thing where he, you know, is kind of like hinted at of like he likes to wear dresses. And so oh, he's yeah? kind of more like gender non-binary. Yeah, there was this whole kerfuffle yeah. where it's like, oh, you know, Muppets being progressive or whatever. Right. It's like, okay, they've always been pushing the edge of certain things. Well, but, I just mean know, that uh, yeah. Gonzo in general has just kind of been a controversial Muppet because like we don't know who he is. We don't really know his full deal. I like Gonzo for that reason. I like We don't he, know who this guy is. You're right. <laughs> strike Muppets from space from Well, that's what I mean, yeah, because it's like, what if he's an alien? Then they're just like, no, no, he's not an alien anymore. He's just he's, he's just a weirdo. Weird. Yeah, he's, he's just, just weird. He's a weirdo. Yeah. Yeah, he's my buddy. Yeah. I do think we should note for the listeners that um Gonzo is also the only as far as I'm aware, he's the only of the original, like main Muppets that is still performed by his original puppeteer, Dave Gold. Oh, really? I did yep. not know that. Wow. Yep. That's really cool. Everybody else is somebody else now. <laughs> I mean, you can kind of tell. I, well, I, I, yeah. I don't want to, I mean, not to say anything, not be smirching anybody, but like Kermit, I mean, I hear Kermit's We haven't voice had a chance to get used to the new Kermit yet. That's my it's, big we, thing so We far. can admit it. That's, yeah. He, I'm just not it's used a fine to performance, it. but we have not had, there, there has only been Muppets Now, the live show, which not everybody got to see. And this are like the only actual substantial Muppet things we've gotten. So it's totally understandable that people are not used to his voice. We've heard it like right. three times and then we had 20 or 30 years of uh, Steve Whitmire. Well, that's the thing so. I feel is that like we grew up. Uh, who's the previous guy that did Kermit? Um, Steve Whitmire. Steve Whitmire. Yeah. yeah. And then obviously Jim Henson. I mean, I know there was a backlash about Steve Whitmire because it's like, oh, like who can replace Jim Henson and stuff. But because we grew up with Steve Whitmire, I didn't really find right, right. that to be that jarring because it's just like, oh, that's just Kermit. Like I, I didn't really even think about the puppeteer, the voice behind him. I'm just like, you know, that's just what Kermit sounds like. Like, I mean, like he sounds a little bit different with Jim Henson, but not like dramatically so. And I don't know. I still just think the new guy, I'm, I, I don't know his name either, but um, the, the guy that now voices Matt Vogel. Matt Vogel. It's um, Matt Vogel. Yeah, I mean, so far as I can tell, like he's a more agreeable uh, entertainer than Steve Whitmire. But um, I, yeah, I, I still think he has to grow into the character. I, I just think yeah. he hasn't really found his spin on him yet. But I don't know. If I that's think he's got because... the personality, but he's still figuring out the voice. That's my Is personal that t- take. I could see that. I just feel like, like you said, like I because I haven't watched Muppets now, and I've only really seen like a handful of clips with him in character. I just haven't, I haven't really gotten a full opinion on it yet. It's just still kind of jarring to me because I'm, I'm, uh, I'm still kind of processing that. It just sounds like you know, it's not. I'm not like the type of person that's like this is not my Kermit or whatever. You know, like hashtag not my Kermit. Yeah, yeah. But like, I yeah. Yeah, I think I think for Matt Vogel, it's just it's tricky because the guy's been with Muppets in general for so long. Like he's he still is doing Big Bird, I think. Right. Like, I, I think I think that's right. He's been doing Big yep, Bird since Big like Bird. the 90s. He's Big Bird. He, well, I don't know if he's been doing it since the 90s. He, Carol Spinney voiced it until a couple of years before he died. But um, Matt Vogel. Oh, weird. I thought I thought he took over for Big Bird at one point. But um, well, he's, yeah, he, I know, does he does the, the count, right? Yeah, he's the count. He's Uncle Deadly. Um. Yeah, Matt Vogel's been with the Muppets. Yeah, he's an yeah. awesome. If anybody could do it, it's him. I, it's just when I hear his voice, it's like I don't know. It sounds like he just smoked like a pack of cigarettes, and I, you right know, there's there, something kind of scraggly yeah, it, to it. <laughs> no, no, I, I kind of like it. I like it as a different spin on like Jim Henson's Kermit is very much like. You know, uh, am I going to do my Kermit impressions on this? Yes, sure that's podcast. what I'm asking for right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do think that. Yeah, I mean, I do yeah. think he's like a mix of the two, I guess. But you can yeah, go ahead and do like a I, more yeah. Accurate. Well, well, Jim's Kermit, I always think is more like it's just, it's basically just Jim Henson's voice, but like in the back of his throat, yeah. you know, doing the like the, you know, hi, everybody, Kermit the Frog here. Uh, it, that's that's not really great, good, but the, thank you. Uh, whereas uh, Steve Whitmire's is a little, I always thought is like a little lighter and also a little friendlier. I think Steve Whitmire's Kermit right. is really friendly, whereas Jim Jim Henson's Kermit could like kind of be a dick sometimes. Like he also seemed kind of like he kind of has this like that '70s show basement vibe. Like he's friends with Eric Foreman kind of thing. Where Steve Whitmire's yes. like, "Hey, I'm your pal. I'm your buddy." Right? Yeah. I always yes. felt like yes. the Henson one was kind of like self defeated in some ways. Like he's just like kind of overwhelmed. <laughs> he's like 
trying to get everything going, but he's also like Matt said, like, like oh, this isn't kinda, this is just not going well. Yeah. Right. But he's <laughs> like, the, the epitome of that like cookie monster like ABC thing he's trying yeah, to do no, with that it's kid. Not and a she cookie. Kills him. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like, yeah, but like you say, it's like like the hence one's kind of pushy, like he has a little bit more of an edge to him comparatively yes, whereas yes. the whitmire one is just like golly gee like we got to get the band yeah. together like you know like hey, yeah. everyone right. yeah it's it's much it's much more like hi hi ho folks kermit the frog here you know, yeah that's that's it's chirpy whitmire's chirpy that's yeah. a great word for it very chirpy um and then uh whereas matt vogel's i i, I don't have as good of an impression of matt vogel's because it's again it's very new i don't have a read on it to be myself yeah yeah, it's well, I think he's got the personality of Kermit that Jim had. Like it's it's a little little more of an edge. That's uh, it's again, we obviously haven't had a ton of material to like get to see this, but I, I did get to see the live show and um, I the, I've watched all of Muppets now. And, and, and so those are the two places that he, it's 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 he's a little more of a guy that they're they know rather yeah, than like their yeah, best friend yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it's my buddy Kermit get over here yeah, it's yeah. my it's my friend Kermit he's getting yeah, in here Kermit yeah. hi all my girlfriend's he's, a pick three <laughs> yeah G- Matt Vogel's Kermit is a little bit more here I think I, I don't know I, uh, oh oh hi ho Gonzo I don't know <laughs> you work in Hollywood Matt Serafini you should just do it just get them on the to. get them on the horn and be the new Kermit the Frog I'll talk to him don't you worry. I'd love to, but no disrespect to Matt Vogel. I respect the guy a lot. For sure. For sure. He d- he does a lot of great voices. Um, but yeah, in terms of like the Muppets themselves, I mean, I have no complaints about this special. I mean, that, that's a thing. It's like, it's like Will was kind of getting at. It's, it's not it's amazing. It's the best Muppet it's thing we've gonna... got. Yeah. yeah it's... Just because it doesn't do anything wrong. <laughs> it does, <laughs> so yeah, by default. It, it, plays it, it plays it by the book. And that's what I wanted, to be honest. I mean, I wouldn't say that the cameos are, are amazing. Like, I think Will Arnett and Taraji P. Henson were my least favorite. And they're the ones with the most to do. And that probably says something. I think, like, John, I, I liked how, like, John Stamos just gets, like, a fun little bit. You know, like Darren Chris, like I think that was the extent of like him and like Yvette Nicole Brown were the two that stuck out the most to me because like Yvette Nicole Brown's doing her thing. She's just like, yeah, I heard that before. Like, oh, I love you. Um, you know, haven't seen her in a minute. Right. But then even, um, you know, Darren Chris, like getting his song and I was just like, man, this is like the mood that I'm in for. You see like the headstones. Some of them kind of look like what you see from the ride. I don't know. Like that, all that stuff was working for me just fine. And I'm kind of thinking to myself, you know. If we got this as like the Muppets from now on, like like if we got just like every once in a while, maybe once a year, once every two years, Disney Plus, you get a Muppets thing. Maybe it's Muppets Pirates of the Caribbean. Maybe it's Muppets Matterhorn. Maybe it's Muppets Rise of the Resistance. I don't know. Right. Do all kinds of fun stuff. Muppets Star Wars? I would. Okay. So Matt's grinning at that idea. I think he hates it, but. No, I'm, I don't understand what Disney is doing and why they haven't made a Muppet Star Wars special. It yet. seems it's like a, so yeah. obvious. Yeah, it seems it seems a pretty easy idea. And and like every six months on Twitter, someone's just like, "Hey, um, why have they they have why haven't they done Muppet Star Wars?" And then like gets like thirty thousand yeah. retweets or whatever. And it's just like it's it's, it's a perpetual cycle. Yeah, yeah. And Disney just sends them like the emoji where it's like the finger, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, no finger. <laughs> But to your point, Matt, like, or to your point, John and Matt, I guess, um, like uh, Warner Brothers, they have like this whole thing with like Tom and Jerry, where it's just like Tom and Jerry are in Willy Wonka, Tom and Jerry are like Wizard of Oz. And it seemed weird for that property because like Tom and Jerry, like the whole thing is just like they hate each other. They, you know, beat each other up and all that stuff. And like, I think the idea would work better with the Muppets. Like, I mean, it's not a novel idea, obviously, but like just to take, you know, what like familiar IP that Disney has and just like let the Muppets do their spin on it. You know, like I, I guess it's kind of like the family guy thing, but you know, it would be better than what we get now, which is next to nothing. Uh, so, you know, I'll take For that sure. over, uh, you know, whatever they're doing presently. Muppets anime. Let's just do it. Let's just, let's just try Muppets anime. Why not? I mean, I would prefer if they didn't do Muppets Marvel, but I mean, I feel like that's nah, nah, down the pipeline. Not Marvel. So. But like Muppet Star Wars makes so much sense. I mean, right. Family Guy milked Blue Harvest so much, right? You know, and Muppet's sense of humor is so different. Like, there's so many ways to do it. You, and like, I, it's funny too because like Muppets Babies, like when I, I watched that when I was a baby, and I remember like some of the first times I ever saw like Star Wars jokes was through Muppets Babies. Mm-hmm. 
You know, like Star Wars has always been part of it in some small way. So, yeah, why not do it? Uh, and, and there's all kinds of other things like besides Muppet Star Wars, you could do like Muppets. Um, like what are some other Disney things? Um, you could do Muppet. I was going to say Muppets Lord of the Rings, but you can't do that. So that's sad. Um, but you could do Muppet Simpsons now. You could yep. do like a crossover with that. Why okay. not? Well, no, I, I, I'm not arguing against it. Um, I was going to say, I do think we, we do need to acknowledge, though, when, in talking about Muppet Star Wars, there is... Muppets Avatar. <laughs> there is an episode of The Muppet Show that came out a few months before Empire Strikes Back that is hosted by Mark Hamill that is... But it's it's a Muppet Star Wars special. And it features C-3PO and Chewbacca and R2-D2 all in the episode at like, and this is like at the height of Star Wars too, right before Empire Strikes Back came out. And, uh, or I guess the height of the original Star Wars, but. Uh, Are you talking yeah, yeah. about the, the holiday special? No, no, no. I, I'm no. talking about the Muppet episode. There's a, there's an episode of the Muppet show. Oh, no, wait, yeah. Star you, Wars. You, you did tell me about this. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, guys, I recommend it. It's a great episode, but anyway, they still should make a modern Star Wars Muppet special. Absolutely. Well, in general, like, should there be... Because that was the thing. The Muppet show was a variety sketch sort of format, right? So, like, that's not what they do anymore, obviously. I think, like, the Muppets 2015 kind of killed that. They tried to do a version of that mixed with, like, 30 Rock in the Office. And, you know, yeah, like we already mentioned, the critics and audiences were like, who cares? But is that kind of something you see like in the future of these sorts of things or is it more of like let's adapt popular things that are already popular because they can't do the muppets movie again where it's like the muppets haven't been around for a while let's do the muppets again and it's about the muppets coming back they did that so like there aren't a lot of other options in terms of like let's just celebrate the muppets for the sake of it at the same time i'm kind of like i i just want like an original kind of Muppets story too. like let's the muppets have fun and like what if it was you know like the muppets you know reality tv you know like the muppets like are in a house and they you know it's like the bachelor or the bachelorette or american idol or you, i don't know like do kind of fun things where like the the premise or the gimmick isn't original but like you know, the circumstances from there are like, there's all kinds of stuff you can do. I don't know. I feel like we should be pitching this to Hollywood right now. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of different avenues that I could see the Muppets going down. Um, and I, like, I really wish that Disney would like, I I'm so desperate at this point that this special was like, it's, it's, you know, like the end of a drought. Um, we got something good from Disney Muppets related that doesn't happen super often and not that they put out a lot of bad stuff just more that they don't put out anything right um and this i i i think if if it were up to me i think that the best way to handle the muppets right now is to just do what works and make a new variety show with them and have because the thing is it is a variety show the original muppet show but it's there is a plot to every episode, which is b- backstage, like something's going on and it gets it in, it interacts with all of the acts, which ends up adding to the fun of it. Like there's an episode where uh, Beaker and Bunsen have this super glue when Gilda Radner is the host. And so everything starts getting stuck to everything. And so the final number is Gilda Radner with like four Muppets attached to her as <laughs> she tries to do a tap dance. And it's like, it's just completely ridiculous, but fun. And it just escalates and it builds. And I think there's nothing like that on TV right now. And so like, even though it wouldn't be original for the Muppets, because it's a format that they've done before, it would still be something original within pop culture. And that's why I think that they should just bring back the Muppet show in its original format. (laughs) The original format. I I don't know. Muppets SNL. um yeah yeah that's the thing is they don't have to have it be like in the theater in the way they did like they could do a modern version of that format which they did do in the 90s muppets tonight was that muppets doing a tv show a la snl right like a, well what if they did like a late night special kind of thing is that where you're sort of oh, that could I mean, work too yeah i, I just give me muppet content <laughs> i mean please. Well, matt calm down it sounds like you're, for you're it. jonesing <laughs> You're, you're scratching your chin, your neck a lot for this Muppets content. I don't. I mean, don't don't forget the Muppets were actually on SNL like during the the early inception of the of the series. Yeah, wasn't quite the Muppets, but Sorry, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, we Jim Henson was mentioned that. Yeah, they were Jim Henson creatures. Yeah. Yes, the writers hated it, and the Jim Henson and the guys hated it because the writers hated it. And yeah. So. 
Yeah. But um, I still think my my thing, my hat, or my uh, my ticket hat is to put the Muppets at the Oscars and just have them host it. I mean, I, I imagine technically it's a big pain in the ass, but I, they don't have a host now, and it's been like three years without a host. Why not just throw the Muppets? Sure. I do a different Muppet for each like segment. I think last year was the year to do it, though, with right. uh, all the no, COVID protocols. Yeah, true, but- true. We missed that boat, so yeah. I don't know if that's ever. Gonna, I, I also love the idea. I think that would be a great. They'd be a great fit because everybody yeah. knows who they are. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think, know if they'll ever be smart enough. Well, I think they don't want to do it because they're worried that like having the Muppets will denigrate the awards or something like that. Like they'll think like, oh, it's not as serious if, uh, say, I don't know who like Bradley Cooper if he finally wins an Oscar and it's uh, Fonzie the Bear that hands it to him. It's just like. Oh well, you know, like, did I really win an Oscar because Fonzie the Bear gave it to me or whatever? And it's just like <laughs> that sounds so like Bradley, good. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Bradley Cooper of all people would be like, "This rules! I'm yeah. the luckiest person because I got my Oscar." <laughs> Can you I just imagine? want Sean Penn to uh, like introduce yeah. an award. Yeah, with, yeah, like, make somebody um, else like if it was if it was yeah. like Clint Eastwood. Yeah, Clint Eastwood. Oh my and, god, Clint Eastwood talking to Pepe the King Prawn. Come on, man, that's um, funny. Yeah, well, you're you're writing masterpieces here and calling yeah. them sludge. So I don't. Know. I'm not. I'm saying. I'm. I'm saying that's why I think they don't want to do it. I'm totally yeah, yeah. for it. I think they the should be doing that. Yeah. Yeah, that's totally fair. I say Muppets teen comedy. Put the Muppets in high school. No, you're wrong. No. You're right. You're right. Not not high school. College. Muppets college fraternity sorority shenanigans. Like I don't know. You could do all kinds of. Let's just. Uh, I'm exasperated. And it's because we're we're talking about stuff that's never going to happen. Or if it happens, it'll be a long ways out. But in terms of Muppets Haunted Mansion, it sounds like we're all pretty like favorable on it. Like we're not uh, over the moon. We're not losing our minds over it. But are you not favorable on it, Will? Did I'm probably that? the most negative, but negative in the sense that I think by Muppet standards, it's pretty mediocre. But I think compared to most other things, it's better <laughs> because Muppets, I think it's like a pleasant like, mediocre. Sure. I think it's fine. Like, I, I don't think it's doing anything that inventive or fun with the property. But like Matt was saying, like the fact that we get we have a drought, as he put it, of Muppet content. I think it feels like a bomb because we just don't have much else going on at the moment with the Muppets. So it's just like, OK, like it's just nice to have this, <laughs> have something with the Muppets. But yeah. I mean, I, I I do kind of feel like the writing in this is kind of hit and miss. I, I, I don't like the overuse of green screen I think the songs are kind of the so. You know, I'm I'm actually I don't mean to like interrupt you, but I'm really glad you brought up the green screen thing because that is something I did want to mention in this. This thing looks cheap as hell. Um, right, that's my whole thing. It, is it, that, yeah. it almost looks so cheap that it's deliberate because, like, for the Muppets, well, that could be a yeah. it could be a stylistic choice. But I think they needed to find the balance to confirm right. that that was a stylistic choice because right now it's like the yeah. lighting doesn't match. Right. The lighting doesn't match because the Muppets have always been so practical. So, like, when you try to, you know, gloss over, like, the little edges to try to make it, it yeah, it doesn't quite work. Especially because the ride itself is a lot of practical effects. Yes. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of, yeah, it's a lot of mismatching. Right. Well, I yeah. assume, because I think they shot this in May. Like, I'm assuming with COVID and stuff, they didn't, they just wanted to be more practical and just, like, it's safer. We can kind of film in a bubble easier if we just do it on the green screen, especially for the safety of the actors and the puppeteers. But at the same time, like Matt's saying, like, if they're going to do that, they kind of have to go one of two ways with it. They either have to kind of acknowledge that, like, yeah, this is kind of crummy looking, whatever, where the Muppets deal with it. Or they have to, like, really lean into it and, like, make it look better, I guess. Or, you know, like, put a little bit more effort into making it look respectable. And I, I feel like they're kind of going in both directions at the same time and not really finding like yeah. you said, a happy medium. Yeah. The company that like made some has made some of the best spectacle CGI fests of the past decade also released this. <laughs> like it's, it's just, it look and the thing is it doesn't like, I don't think it really takes away from it too much, which is why it's not that big. Like, like if we if it means that we get to keep getting Muppet specials, they just like look a little cheap. Frankly, I'm fine with that because the Muppets have always like looked a little cheap. That's like part of the yeah. fun. That's not why I'm watching these things is for yes. like cutting edge it's for the yeah. writing. Yeah. 
Agreed. Um, and I think like for me, I will, I guess you were hinting at this. I actually thought some of the jokes are really good, but like some of them weren't. Um, I think like my favorite joke is like, you get a point where like Pepe is like looking at his phone and talking about like, you know, trying to try to like text with girls and stuff. And like, that was hilarious. Like, and, and it happens kind of early too. And I was like, ah, oh, dang, like a little too early for a joke that good. And then the rest of it, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I the mean, fact that it's yeah. 49 minutes, though, it's right. like there's not enough. Uh, there are enough good. There's enough good stuff happening that like, I don't know. I didn't get annoyed. Right. And I like that the plot is so loose so we can actually have Muppets that we haven't seen in who knows how long in this again, which is fun. There's more avenues for just, you know, inviting like uh, Muppet cameos in a way that I feel like the other recent uh, Muppet properties have been kind of uh, uh, more. uh uh what's the word like uh less able or less willing to do it because they just don't have the the time or availability yeah, i guess yeah they're giving you the popular ones whereas this is like hey, let's bring in some more like this has like a couple direct nods to the original muppet show there's right. an at the dance sequence in this movie it's yeah great yeah, yeah to the point where i was seeing it, i was like oh my gosh i feel like i haven't seen those two in like forever like it's been a long long time so yeah that was cool so yeah Pleasant special. I, I, if, if did you guys have anything else before we get into our little game? The last words. Anything um, else to bring up? There's a game. Yeah, Matt doesn't know. Yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll, oh you, don't be, don't be uh, <laughs> too alarmed. It's, it's. Uh, oh, it's I'm excited. It's something controversial. I love games. Um. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's like I said. I think we said before. I think it's fine. I, I wish I had stronger feelings about it and I, I feel like I'll kind of forget about the whole thing later on, but you know, as a, a temporarily kind of uh return to the Muppets from Disney, it's just nice to have this, I guess as a, sure. uh, as a little reprieve from, you know, next to nothing. I haven't seen Muppets now or Muppets now as it's uh, formatted. Uh, it's not very good. Yeah. Is it not? It has a couple good things in it, but it's like it's it's unscripted, which, again, right. the, the, what makes them up. It's so good is their writing. It's so, right. they're supposed to be very sharp humor. Well, when we talked about it before, you were kind of like teeter tottering between whether it was good or not. Like You're kind of like, well, this, well now that stuff, we have something right. better. Right. No, I, agree. <laughs> I, I, I know. I just I'm uh, asking yeah. like a follow up. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's my answer. It's it's like I was I wasn't I was like happy to have it because it was nothing else. But uh, ultimately, like, I would much rather have something like this. And I we should note that this starts out with a nice, shiny new The Muppet Studios logo that they have debuted with this special. And That's it's true. Yeah. To be like, so perhaps a new branding from Disney. They're going to actually allow The Muppets as a franchise to be its own thing. Time remains to be seen. Yeah, let's get it to the point where it's its own thumbnail on the Disney Plus yeah. app. That's the goal. That'd be great. But yeah, as of right now, I mean, I haven't seen any of Muppets now. I ha- I know Kirk Thatcher, the director of this special, was part of that. And I, I mean, it's all, it, it, I'm sure it's just okay. But all that said, uh, you know, Muppets Haunted Mansion is on Disney Plus right now. Part of the reason I think that it's easy to sort of be like, yeah, it's Muppets. You know, you know, you might like it. Uh, it's kind of easy to be favorable on it because it's so accessible. Like, you don't have to go to the theater. You don't have to buy a ticket. You don't have to do all this. You don't have to go through, like, the hoops. You can just sort of enjoy it right now at home, family, and all that fun stuff. If, especially if you're a big Muppets fan, this is a no-brainer to check out, see if you like it. Now, in terms of our little game, Matt, Matt Serafina, you don't know about this, but Will and I, we, we've taken up a new pastime, you know? And that is guessing the Rotten Tomatoes score. And it can be difficult because sometimes Will, he succumbs to societal pressures. He has a reputation to protect. Sometimes he peaks at the Rotten Tomatoes score. It's difficult to manage and to, you know, try to try to enforce the rules here. But, you know, we, we do our best. Now, that said, he didn't peak this week. That's for sure. And I trust him because Will's an honest guy. But, Matt, I don't know. Have you seen the Rotten Tomatoes score for this movie yet? Okay, that's good. You have not. I have so, not. Yeah. Thank goodness. Uh, because we're going to guess and we're going to see who's the closest. We're going to guess the tomato meter on Rotten Tomatoes and the audience score. And we're going to start since you're the guest, Matt. You know, you're going to have the uh, the disadvantage of going first. Um, Naturally. Of course. Of course. I mean, Will Will's the pro. He usually wins. And, okay. you know, he's a humble guy. He doesn't rub it in people's faces until after the show. That sounds like Will. 
Um, sorry, no, that, that's <laughs> slander. Will's an upstanding person, but yeah, Matt, go ahead. Uh, you know, you know, you know how the round tomato, the tomato meter yes. works. Percentage of critics. Yes. Now, the one hint I'm going to give you: there are only twelve reviews counted on Rotten Tomatoes, probably because mm. this is a TV special, so there aren't a lot Good of critics know. out there rating this as a film. But you can right now. So, what do you think the Rotten Tomato score is right now? Oh man, I have I have no ballpark of what to even guess. So I'm just gonna complete shot in the dark. Sixty-seven percent. Matt guesses uh, sixty-seven. Score. Okay, and yeah. Will, what is your audience? Guess? Oh, okay, sorry. Oh, we, we do that for yeah. yeah. We do that first. Oh, we'll okay, do the audience see, score afterward. Yeah. So this gotcha. is yeah. So this is the critic score. The critic score. Let's do it. Uh, I'm gonna go high and say that's 86, just because I don't I don't think everyone is positive. All right, I don't think everyone's like super positive on it, but I think more often than not, everyone's just like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's fine, whatever. This is why Will is the reigning champ. He usually gets this right. Uh, he's pretty close. Finger it's a 92 percent, not super close, but closer. 92 uh, percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and I actually looked up what the other Muppets movies have gotten mm-hmm. on Rotten Tomatoes. And I'm curious if you guys are going to find these surprising, but the highest ever is the Muppets 2011 with 95% on Rotten mm-hmm. Tomatoes. And then the second highest is the original Muppets movie, movie yeah, that's what I figured. from the late 70s. Uh, that has an 88%. Then it's 83% for the Muppets Take Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. I love Muppets Take Manhattan. Um, wonderful. Wonderful. So good. And then after that is Muppets Most Wanted from 2014. And then The Great Muppet Caper, the uh, the sequel to Muppets movie that has 74%. Yeah. Muppet Christmas Carol, which is 76%, should be much higher. Um, what did you say I, what I Most Wanted up. was? What was the percentage on Most Wanted? Most Wanted was 80%. Um, and then I mixed it up. Sorry. After Muppets Most Wanted, then it's Muppet Christmas Carol at 76, then Great Muppet Caper at 74%. So apologies there. And then last is, uh, or the last two are Muppet Treasure Island with 70 and Muppets from Space, 63%. And Muppets from Space, that's generous, like 63%. But uh, we don't have to rant about that. But let's do the audience score. Uh, Will, this time you go first with the disadvantage. What do you think the audience score is for this one? 50 plus ratings. Uh, I'm going to say 72%. Okay. And then Matt S you said 72 will. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to say 88. Will continues to prove this is why, <laughs> this is why he can't be beat. 74 on the percent. Pulse. 74. Uh, he just, he wow. knows. He, I don't know. He has like a sixth sense for it. Maybe next time, Matt, maybe next time. Yeah. Maybe um, next time. No I, I will say Price is Right rules. Too. I won the first one. <laughs> That's true. Somebody somebody else has mentioned Price is Right rules before on the show. It's like, can we do it by that? Um, but yeah, no. Will, you can go ahead and take your bow. Uh, but that is Muppets Haunted Mansion. Again, it is now available to stream on Disney+. Plus. It's just 49 minutes long. We'll end the show here. But for you know Matt Serafini, we want to plug your stuff. I mean, obviously, you co-host It Ain't Ogre Till It's Ogre with Will Ashton. Yeah. The, one of the greatest podcasts on planet Earth. What do you guys got cooking in the uh, It Ain't Ogre universe? Very sweet. Um, Will, do do you want to share what we're up to this month? We're going to be recording this weekend, I think, right? Yeah, I mean, we don't have to give away what we're doing, just that we hit. Obviously, we're doing a Halloween episode, and we're going to record that with this weekend, probably have it out in next week or so. So um, yeah. by the time this episode's out, it'll be uh, released uh, pretty soon thereafter, so... Look out for that yep. and check out the uh, other nine episodes from the season. I think we've had some fun ones so far. Definitely. Shout out to Chris Sheridan. Sorry. Yeah, you know, should, should we've oh, got to yeah. bring him on to you. I mean, he's, you know, we, we've never had just him on the show before. I don't think it's, he always comes along he's a good, with Matt. He's a good guest. We love Chris. Yeah. He's one of my favorites. Uh, but yeah, Matt, anything else you want to plug before we head out? Uh, well, how about that YouTube channel we talked about earlier? Matt Serafini. I'm on YouTube. <laughs> Just yeah. look me right. up. So if are you search, if you search the... Matt Serafini, what's yeah. that? I was going to say, are you still doing the Instagram art stuff? Oh, I haven't posted in almost a year. Oh, but okay. um, yeah, I am on Instagram. I have an art account on Instagram, which is mart.serafini. Um, and, I knew uh, it was a pun. So I couldn't remember that. what the pun was. <laughs> yeah, but uh, YouTube channel, if you search Matt Serafini, why I really love the Muppets, there are three videos that I made that 
I'll have a shared canon explaining why I really love the Muppets. If you're curious for some backstory to this podcast episode, <laughs> yeah. I'm surely curious. I did um, some. Thanks again, Matt, for puppeteering on. on at least always was, happy. Yeah, yeah. Remember, you yeah. did the back two. You, you did doing puppets. Yeah. Will I got to see yeah, this Will. just to see you doing puppets? Well, you can't see him. But well, yes. I know, but I would see him doing puppets. That's all I need. <laughs> you would see. Yeah, that's true. Very true. Very true. Do wait? Do we hear Will's voice doing the puppets? Oh no. No, yeah, I think no. you just you Rats. dubbed over it, right? Like I was just yeah, I was just doing the me. mouthing, I think, for a couple shots. Yeah, he did, for a couple shots, yeah. Yeah. Well there is the there's the there's a musical number. But there's what there's number? a musical number that Will sings in uh that in in uh it's called I feel a song coming on. Oh, yeah, Sorry, we, Will, I don't know. We made, we made uh, a <laughs> while back. Yeah, yeah. That was our yeah. um, See, when I try to get Will to do song numbers on Cinemaholics, he, he pouts, whines, and stamps around like he well, won't do it. Well, in fairness, he co-wrote this one. So, Oh, I see. That's yeah, the we, yeah, He yeah, had we, skin in the game. Right. Yeah, we we that was based on an idea we had. I don't know if it came together in execution, but I think it's a funny idea. I think uh, it did, but people don't get it. The premise of it is it's like if a musical number were to happen in real life, none of the extras would know the words or the right. dance. <laughs> yes. That's like, like that's the idea. extent of it. But people thought people thought we were just putting on a musical right, number yeah, and were just like, doing a oh, you know, crap like, job like, at it. They're speaking nice. It's like, yeah, you guys, it was nice. You guys do this thing. It's like, good. No, no, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be bad. Like, it's... Right. anyway, yeah. Um, well, but yeah. Thanks for having me on, John. Always right. a pleasure to join the Cinemaholics. <laughs> yeah, love having you on. Thanks again. <laughs> Disney star Joe Serafini worked on that as well, if I'm not mistaken. So that's right. He runs. We, he we can get Joe Serafini is a Disney star. What, who's Joe, Joe Serafini? Stands to check out that video. He's my brother. He's in the High School Musical show. I didn't know that. Is he like yeah. friends with Olivia <laughs> Rodrigo? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. He's a yeah. <laughs> it's wild. Well, cool. little fun, little fun fact before we take off. This <laughs> <evening>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in case you were curious. Yeah, in case you were wondering, yes, I am Joe Serafini's brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, I haven't seen the show, but I'm sure he's he's awesome in it. All right. That'll do it for our show, our bonus show. Uh, we'll see you all next week. From the Internet California, I'm John Negroni. From the Internet Pennsylvania, I'm Washington. From the Internet California, I'm Matt Serafini. See you next time.